What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So you want to be a rock and roll star? No? Well, how about a podcast star? Well, as it turns out, there's a new all-in-one platform just for you. It's called Anchor, and it's the easiest way to make a podcast. And check this out. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And then Anchor will distribute the podcast for you. So it can be heard on Spotify and Apple Podcast and, you know, everywhere else in, uh, in podcast land. And what's even better, you can actually make money from your podcast. Go figure. Uh, no minimum listenership on that. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go ahead. Download the free Anchor app right now or go to anchor.fm to get started. So what are you waiting for? Podcast stardom is within your reach. Consequence Podcast Network. Welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with an audio interview series presented by WFPK Independent Louisville, Consequence of Sound, and the Consequence Podcast Network. Where are you listening from? YouTube, maybe. Uh, go ahead and hit the subscribe button over there to keep up with these interviews. Or if you're checking out the podcast, also consider uh, giving it a rating, leaving a review. I'm Kyle Meredith. Today, my guest is the band Lump. You know this as the collaboration between Laura Marling and Mike Lindsay. Talking with Mike here about how the whole project came together, how Neil Young had a little bit to do with the two finding each other, the musical concept that ties the entire debut album together, and we'll get an update on his other band, Tongue, their new music, and the year that lies ahead for them as well. It's Kyle Meredith with Lump. Hey, Kyle. Hi, how are you? Hey, I'm pretty good. Pretty good. How are you? I'm doing all right. I've been so enjoying this this Lump project so far, which has been the great out-of-nowhere thing for us. I know you all have been sitting on it for like a year now or whatever, but I, it will, I'd love to hear the story of how this happened between uh, between you and Laura Marling meeting and, and creating this beautiful music. Yeah, um, well, we have sort of been sitting on it for about, um, coming up for two years, actually, because uh, I met Laura properly. Uh, we, we've come across each other over the past decade in sort of various festivals and things, but never really spoken. But a friend of mine, Simon Ribchester, 
uh, is playing in her band. So I kind of asked him for a ticket to see uh, Laura Marley support Neil Young at the O2, which is pretty badass. And he got me a ticket and then said there was a little party happening afterwards in the bowling alley. So uh, that was that was my chance to say hello to Laura and ask her if she would be interested in making some music with me. I, I only asked her because I, I, I'd heard that she was once a fan of my old band Tongue, or my still my current band as well. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I maybe wouldn't have been so bold as to ask her if she wanted to make some music. But um, yeah, so she said yes, which was great. And literally two days later, she was in the studio, which I was a bit shocked by because I hadn't I, hadn't, I wasn't really totally prepared, but um, <laughs> that, that was two years ago because she played that show, I think, yeah, maybe May 2016, something like that. That's um, crazy, though. Yeah, I mean, two days later, and she says, let's do this. Yeah. I mean, you, so what, do you work from scratch, or did you just start grabbing what you'd already had lying around? Yeah, well, kind of, I mean, I kind of did have something lying around that was going to be for a film that never, never worked out. And um, I guess because... The timing was right for her. I mean, I think I think I was just quite lucky as well that she just finished this big tour and Semper Femina record was done, but uh, she hadn't started touring that yet, so she had some time. So I didn't, but I didn't realise this at the at, at the time. So so I didn't know she'd be in so quickly. But yes, I had this this one idea which was um, kind of set a precedent for everything else. So uh, it kind of had some rules around it, like uh, everything had to be in the same key, which is kind of an E five sort of B minor type key. And I'd recorded some flute for this film thing, which became late to the flight. And then I decided that every track should have this same kind of journey drone made out of the sampled flute. So it was very organic because, uh, you know, she, Laura came in and, and um, heard this one track, which was late to the flight, which I sort of already had and loved it. And li- pr- pretty much just wrote those lyrics on the spot within about half an hour. And we'd had the, the vocal take done in about two hours, and then she went. So uh, I didn't know there would be any more than that, but um, she kept coming back, and we kept doing more, and, and here we are speaking. Yeah. It's interesting, though. Um, I've talked to Laura before about her process, and I, I don't know if she still does it, but especially in those first few records, she would do something similar, where she would choose uh, a note, a chord, uh, mm-hmm. and, and sort of structure an entire record around that. Were, were, did you guys talk about that? Were you able to kind of find middle ground because of that? I didn't know that information until you just told me it. Yeah. Um, so that's pretty interesting. Yeah. No, we we, we didn't talk at all. <laughs> we we kind of didn't didn't have much conversation. That's what was so good about it, actually. Um, you know, we we just kind of got as soon as she came to the studio, which was at the time in a sort of dark basement with these red lights hidden under seats that felt like you were inside a kind of womb. I, we we just kind of started getting straight into it with, with the music and we didn't really talk much about what we were doing and I didn't question the lyrics I just sort of directed a, a bit of melody possibilities and just let I was just you know let or Laura <laughs> Laura do what she does you know which was amazing but I didn't know about that that chord thing and uh, uh maybe that's why she was she was uh, so so natural at writing for it because um, that is what happened yeah and when you're, I don't, I mean, it doesn't sound like that's the case with this one, but when handing over music like that to a collaborator, a vocalist who's, you know, going to put the big stamp on the top of it, is there some sense of what you at least hope to get back? Do you, do you ever have that? Or if it's just like, I like you, I respect you, here's my music, let's make this something. Yeah, um, definitely the latter. I've always respected her and appreciate the awesomeness of her voice. It's so sort of heritage. And, and and her writing more than more than more than anything actually the, 
the way she writes and the phrasing that goes goes alongside that. So I, I didn't have any idea what she was going to do, but I definitely didn't know that um, she was going to use all these sort of different voices. And I kind of helped her bring those out a little bit because as soon as she started using these kind of more really up close and um, sort of straight in the ear kind of spoken word singing almost and in, in like late to the flight and then in Curse of the Contemporary, she's, you know, we kind of tried to see if we could, how far we could take take her and it's almost this kind of South Korean sort of melody, you know, and yeah. I never heard her sing like that before. So that was refreshing and that came out of just playing, you know. Yeah, no, that was, of course, being the first single, that was our first listen on it as well. And, and that's the first thing. It's like, wow, this is really different from her and this sort of um, mm. odd falsetto and, and being bored in California, you know, whatever. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's such a cool song. And I'd read, you know, musically, you're also sort of thematically had made the album cyclical. Uh, I mean, you can you can just stay on repeat in a, in a way. Is that right? Yeah, that's sort of the idea. I mean, I think because everything is related to each other. And I, I, I prefer it to be listened to as, as one whole or one lump of music. Well um, done. Well done. <laughs> I think it lends itself to that. And strangely, when you take the tracks out individually, they, they sound they sound totally different to me, you know, than, than when they're listened to as one as one journey. And yeah, I guess the the last the last uh, note of um, "Shake Your Shelter," even though it goes into the the credit, but that still that still follows on. It does have 15 seconds of silence, but if it didn't have that, <laughs> it would it would come round it would come round again and. Um, and I like records like that. I, I like that it's short and you, you want to hear what's just happened. Because especially with this, it's, it takes you in so many different directions. You kind of need to double back and, and uh, ask yourself what you just witnessed kind of thing. I, I, you know, I feel like that anyway with it. So, so I want to go back to that, you know, how you were writing in, in one key and, and the rules that you put on this, especially, you know, as you're talking about all the tracks kind of working together. I don't know. I guess what I'm wondering is, does that keep you from going too far outside? Like, does that did that paint the picture for you immediately as to you know how how you would paint this picture? Well, it's not just the key. It was there's a few instruments that are kind of always there. So there's the flute, and then there's the moog. I mean, it takes a few different sort of guises, but um, there's the sort of 60s stand-up modular moog, which is um, doing those rhythms and, and the throbs in. Uh, May I Be the Light and um, Handhold Hero. It's also doing the drones and the swamps in the other in the other tracks, and I thought I wanted to keep that. And I think because I'd sort of set a key, then I knew that that, that each track would kind of work with each other. But actually, each track I think is kind of wildly different from from the previous track, so it didn't limit limit that. Um, and and it's and it, when it, when I say they're in the same key, they're sort of loosely around this E five E and B notes. Um, so you can sort of drift around the keys as well, but that you can still use those same same notes, and, and it's quite nice to work out which chords can you can you can play with within within that that key because you can go either major or minor. Or... I didn't find it limiting. I actually found it found it liberating. I, I started thinking about. This is going to be one of those odd transitions here. I started thinking about how comfortable I am in a very small room versus a very big room. You know, it, it kind of one of those <laughs> style of things, you know, put me in something, you know, uh, the security blankets, uh, I guess. I don't know if I'm anywhere yeah. near what we're talking about here, but that's the that's the sense I get anyway. You're cozily near. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, it's good. And especially when, when it's a collaboration. I mean, um, 
that's all, that's already quite quite a daunting process to work with someone that you know you, you hold in high regard, but also you know you've never really come across their working patterns or behaviour before. So if there's a few simple yeah blankets, if mm. you like, in mm. place, then um, yeah, it's uh, it, it 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 seems to seems to hold together. Yeah. Now live, are you going to be doing the album like straight through front to back as it's recorded? Yeah, we're doing it like that, but. Uh, there's actually four pieces. There's a, a drummer and uh, uh, and Simon, who who was our mutual friend, as a guitarist, stroke bassist. Him and Laura swap between a twelve string and a Hofner bass, but it's vastly extended. So it's kind of becomes like an hour sort of journey and uh, gets quite shoegazy. Actually, it's quite it's quite it's a lot more powerful. I think that's that 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 would have been the obvious question. It's you know it's a it's a record that's barely over half an hour. You know, how do you put yeah. that into a full live setting? Uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, but it, it, it sort of there's because of this the, the fact that there's the drone and and, and there's these these sim- similar moments between each tracks. Then the, the bits in between the tracks almost become new tracks, like in, in the live in the live show. I think each show will will, will evolve as well. It's not, it's not, it's not a three-hour epic. It's definitely an hour show, you know. <laughs> you're, but you're not, you're not like splashing covers in the middle like some bands would do in this case, where it's like, oh, no, we, no, we need to. We, we talked about it. We talked about doing that, but actually, we like the whole point of the record is that it's, you know, it is what it is, and it and it, and it keeps you in that in that meditative kind of state. So it felt wrong to try and do anything else. So that's what we're doing. On your other uh, live with Tongue, I, I noticed there was a new track that popped up online. Is that right? A, a bop, maybe? Is that what it's called? It is called A bop. Yeah. Um, which stands for a bloom of phosphorescence. Um, and uh, you're going to be, I read uh, the original lineup for the first time in a long time is or, or, or together on this record, right? That's right. Yeah. It's um, first time in 10 years uh, with Sam back in the band. Me and me and Sam started the band together 2004, I guess, um, and uh, we got him back. Yeah, so um, yeah, we've got a new record uh, coming out in the uh, end of August. So it'll be yeah, it's the first time I've had a two records out sort of at a similar time. It's quite confusing, but I like the challenge. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel like we need to you know do a completely different interview to to give the attention on that, and 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 I'd like to in the future, but. Uh... But but while we're here, I mean that's that I just heard this song for the first time this morning, like right before the interview. I thought, oh wow, I should probably hear that going into this. But I'd love to hear uh, more about this project if you've got the um, if you've got the sales pitch all set and ready. <laughs> I mean, tongue changed my life. You know, yeah. it's uh, our tongues are kind of um, it's a band that's traditionally kind of um, melded uh, electronica with with a more kind of pagan folk uh, sort of. Bert Yance and Pentangle type type uh, type music together back back in the early 2000s and and it's sort of always evolved. We've done this is like the sixth record, but it's uh, I don't know what it is anymore. Experimental prog pop wonk or something, um, but it's fun and uh, and actually Sam Genders is is um, uh, is the only other person I know uh, other than Laura that can sit and listen to a, a texture or a palette of sounds and and a, and a minimal arrangement and. And let um, the music flow through him, and, and come out with a with a poem, and a, you know, um, from straight to pen to paper, um, just by listening. Um, on, on, only him, and I thought I thought everyone could do that. That was songwriters, <laughs> until he left the band, and I realised that we can't all do that. And um, and I've produced other people that um, you know have their own methods, but it's ne- never quite so immediate. And then I met Laura, who who um, 
is one of those. You know, it's pretty special to meet these people. Yeah, well, I'm becoming such a fan of your work so quickly here. Uh, and it must be such a interesting, you know, fun way to do this, having two things going on at the same time. It, it actually just sounds like a very busy summer and fall for you. Yeah, I just bought a house as well for the first time. So just uh, just before I came up here to speak to you, I'm just priming my walls ready for the um, dr- uh, drawing room blue paint that I'm going to make in the home studio. It's all happening, you know, it's all happening. You know, I think it was just strange timing because I didn't know when Lump was going to appear and become what it's become. I didn't know it's going to become anything, actually. So it just happened to, to be ready to, to be let out into the world now. Um, you know, coincidentally, at the same time as the Tongue Record was sort of almost ready to do that also. So that's how it goes. Yeah. Buses. Well, Mike, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Uh, good luck on the house, on making sure that uh, everything gets uh, going as it's promoted as it's supposed to be promoted, I guess. Thank you very much. Thank you, yeah. I appreciate it. And um, and we'll catch up again, uh, hopefully, once the uh, Tongue Record's are ready to be released. Yeah, give me a shout. I'll, I'll tell you more. Yeah. All right, man. All right, take care. Thank you. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Hey, thanks to Mike Lindsay from the band Lump for giving me a call today. The new uh, self-titled debut record is currently available. Don't forget you can subscribe to Consequence of Sound's YouTube channel to keep up with your favorite artists and interviews. Or if you're checking out the podcast version of this, uh, please do consider leaving a rating or review, iTunes, Podchaser, wherever you're getting this from. Uh, And then head over to WFPK.org. That's where I do a show every Monday through Thursday from noon to 3 Eastern. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time. Consequence Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.